Yes, people, welcome to another episode of Echo Chamber. Let's get things popping with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 31st of January to the 2nd of February. All right, so at number 10, we've got The Lighthouse. At number 9, we've got a Met Opera event cinema production of Porgy and Bess at number 8 it's A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood at number 7 and I do feel it should be higher it's Queen and Slim at number 6 we've got Jumanji The Next Level at number 5 it's The Gentleman at number four, got Little Women. At number three, the personal history of David Copperfield. At number two, it's Bad Boys for Life. And holding strong at number one, it's 1917. All right, so, um, just one film this week. Uh, but before we get to that, Let's listen to this. Well, if you are a fan of horror films, people, you won't want to miss this. That's right. The Final Girls Berlin Film Festival has now announced its 2020 program of features, shorts and events. Yes, the fifth edition of the Final Girls Berlin Film Festival will be taking place between the 6th and the 9th of February at the City Kino Wedding. So this will continue to raise the bar by showcasing horror written, directed and or produced By women and non-binary filmmakers Okay, so Ellie Liu Who is the festival co-director Is calling this year's festival edition The most expansive and international yet Presenting a wide array of films by visionary filmmakers that represent the diversity and originality that can be found in the current horror landscape. The exciting program features eight curated short blocks and nine feature films, a horror inspired self defense workshop. Kind of crazy and exciting, right? An exhibition, a festival party with multimedia drag performances And specialist talks on horror martyrs Made-for-TV horror, female monsters And bad mothers in Mexican horror cinema (laughs) Okay, so um, Sarah Needoff the other co-director you know she says horror is a very elast- elastic term okay and um 
they're really excited to discover films that make us question and expand our conceptions of what horror can be, both in ways that are distant from and uncannily near our own realities. So, um, yeah, sounds good, right, people? It sounds good. So, you can um, find, you know, all the information, the links and the trailer link all in this episode's, um, you know, details. So, go to that, check out, you know, all the links to the website and find out, you know, what you might want to go see between the 6th and 9th of February in, uh, you know, in Berlin. All right. Cool. Okay, people, so this week, um, we just got one film review, uh, and (laughs) see, the thing is, so this has already hit the cinema, but it is coming out on DVD on Monday, so I'm going to give you my review of Farming, it's a kind of, like, you know what I mean, I watched the film early last year, but like every like the the release got pushed back and it came out around the London Film Festival and I was so deep into that completely missed it. So yeah, the DVD is out on Monday, uh, the tenth. But I do believe it is currently it's just come out um, on digital download. So you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, like iTunes, you know, just everywhere where you get digital films, so yes, people, um, yeah, sit back and enjoy, okay, cool. So today I went to a screening of um, a film called Farming, it's written and directed by Adawali Akinye. Ajibaj. Um, apologies for uh, butchering the name because I, I'm I'm very aware that I probably did. The film has a great cast. Um, we've got Kate Beckinsale, Aguju Mabafa Ro, um, Adawali. Is also in the film as, as well as writing and directing. Um, Damson Idris, Jamie Winston, Cosmo Jarvis, John Dalgleish, Anne Mitchell, Lee Ross, Tom Canton. Like, yeah, the cast is very good. Very good. Um, the gist of the story is um, this. It's it's based on Adawali's own life story. And um, it charts the extraordinary journey of a young fostered Nigerian boy who, struggling to find an identity, falls in with a skinhead gang in 1980s England. At six weeks old... Entian, who um, is left in the care of a white working class family 
in the dock town of Tilbury in Essex. His new surrogate mother, Ingrid, who is played by Beckinsdale, makes for a complex but dubious foster parent. Unsure of his place in the world and lacking a mother's love, desperate to belong, the teenage Entian, uh, who's played by Idris, spirals into self-destruction, falling in with a local skinhead gang led by Levi, who's played by John Dalgleish. When all seems lost, a sympathetic teacher, Miss Dapo, who's played by um, Matafa Raw, offers him one last shot at redemption. Told with brutal honesty, farming is an unflinching autobiographical portrait of a young man who must battle the odds and realise that in a world of hate, his toughest battle will be learning to love himself. Now, this... This was... Hey, I'm not even going to lie. This was a tough watch. But not because it was bad. This was an extraordinary film. It was really... It was really good, but so powerful so powerful like the feel the way the film starts really just shows you like this weird juxtaposition that Entian is in you know because like say you went in without knowing anything like the image that you see suddenly flash up on you you're just like Wait, what? Huh? This doesn't... This is... Whoa, I'm confused. So you have that. Then we get into a quick kind of... Introduction, I would say. It's just some... We see some clippings, some news... Like flashes from the time. Um, You know, like Enoch Powell talking about... His faults, I mean, not good faults, but we see his faults. They mentioned the wind rush and everything. So you understand the climate of the country. And then we have um, Entian's parents, his Nigerian parents, in a house talking with... um, Ingrid and her husband so we had that and you know they're like look um we're studying and we just need someone to be able to look after um Entian for a little while so we can finish our educations um and then we will come back for him so we have that and everything seems fine you know, everything, they, the, you know, the foster parents seem very loving and concerned. Like, it, you don't see any red flags. Then, though, 
as time goes by, like we see these new shots. So there's more kids in the house now. And um, you've got Ingrid with her friends. So her friends, I think her her mum is there. And the language that is being used, it's not great. It's not great at all. Like they keep them going, oh, and you know, their friends are just like, Oh, Ingrid, don't you think it's like why you, you have you you've got so many now? And she says things like, Oh yeah, but it's better than, you know, if they were growing up in Wagga Wagga land. You know? So you have her using this language, her friends making these off colour racial remarks. You know, like pretending to be, you know, the the imagery that you had of the time, like gollywogs and all of that kind of thing, minstrels. So you have these kind of things being said to these kids, you know, and so the kids, they're little kids, they're kind of parrot some of the stuff back. Like, no, we don't want to go to Wagga Wagga land. You know, you got these little kids repeating this stuff. And then you've got Etienne. Like, he's sitting behind a sofa. And he's, like, drawing and looking at looking into kind of space and thinking. And, and he's getting mocked. Like, his mum and her friends are mocking him. Like, the mum... Is trying to, you know, what I mean, like Ingrid, don't say that. Look, don't be, don't be mean to the kids. You know, she's trying to keep it at a level, but no, it's, it's not, it's not a good situation. And then you hear things like, um, you know, Ingrid being like, oh well, it's the money. Yeah, I'm doing it. Like, cause you get this amount of money for one, and then this, and then you get these benefits, and bum bum bum. And some of her friends are like, oh, I could be in for that. Yeah, yeah, sounds great. And it's just like, oh, man. And your heart is just going out for these kids, you know. Um, we then kind of see Etienne in school and the situation there. which And it's not good. It's not good. And we haven't, well, I know first, actually, we see him get beat up. See him get beat up by a group of white kids. Then we jump forward in time. And he's at school. And. It, you know it's tough. It's tough growing up. In a neighborhood. Where no one else looks like you. You know what I mean. That's. Yeah. And. We're seeing. The effect of this on NTN we're seeing this effect we're seeing the fact he's got no love at home you know because now the mum's also got this little girl and she's like oh she's my favourite oh, I wish I didn't have you wish I didn't have you you're rubbish you're horrible you're you know so you're getting this from people that you think are meant to be caring for you but no, they're not. So we have that. 
So he's at school and he's trying. You can see how he's trying to assimilate himself with the other kids. Seeing how he's trying to fit in. And so he he makes remarks to this young black teacher, you know. And she's shocked. You know what I mean? Like anyone would be. Because you're not expecting it from him. So then we're seeing this spiral of events. That then put Entian in with these skinheads. And none of it is good. You know, like none of it is good. It's just these terrible situations and you're just you're watching it and you're just like like it has to get better it has to improve like someone has to save him like what what's gonna happen here but all the time as well so you're seeing it and it's bad it's really bad but you're also, you also realise, right, it was worse. Like, because the language that is being used in the film, you know, it's, it's at a certain level, right? So it's, it's not great, but it's kind of like you can see, because, you know, the film's an 18, you can you can tell that they're not wanting to use certain language, certain words. But you can imagine the words that they're using. So it's not great, but like you think, oh, so they're not saying this. So just imagine, right? It's bad in the film, but you know it's ten times worse. Ten times worse. And yeah, it's just this situation that comes. And again, he's trying to assimilate. He's trying to find a group that's going to accept him. And, like, just more bad shit happens. Just more. And it's rough. It's very rough. And this last thing goes down that... Yeah, kind of forces him to, to, I think there's the realisation that the situation you're in isn't good. But now you've gone so far. You've convinced yourself that you're this, now you're this thing. So what do you do? How do you escape? How do you rectify things? And... It's like, you, you, when you think, okay, redemption is coming, then these new twists hit, and you're just like, whoa, whoa, because it's crazy, it's crazy, this looks like the whole world is now turning on him, and it's, it's so heartbreaking, man, it really is. But the then the fi- the way the film ends, you're just like, 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, but... Oh, man. So, now the film ends, right? But then as... So, we're left with just images now. So, they're just showing images. And then they're showing the real photos from that period. And there's a lot of text now coming onto the screen. So, I couldn't see the text. So, I don't know, you know... How they kind of closed it with what's on screen, so you get you get an understanding from the film itself, from you know the dialogue in the film. So you know, right, it's gone this place, but then more comes up, and I I couldn't read any of that. But even without that, it's very powerful. It's so powerful, and um. Oh, but it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting about, you know, just everything that happened. Everything that led to that moment. You know? Now, as it is a an autobiographical film. So, you know, it's like... You can think, okay, so at least Adawali has now he's got to a place where he he's a director he's a writer you know he's done all of this which is great right it 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 is it's, it's very good and he's been involved with a lot of other stuff you know ain't I mean? like he's got some great credits to his name Right, so he was, you know, he was in the remake of Annie. He was in For the Dark of the World. Um, a lot of kind of TV stuff. GI Joe. He was Mister Eco in Lost. You know, born the born identity. So he was in that, The Mummy Returns, he was in Oz. Like, he's been in a lot of stuff, which is impressive. Impressive. And, you know, he's still doing great things now. He was in, like, Game of Thrones for a minute. Two episodes of Game of Thrones. American Odyssey. Um, Suicide Squad. Squad, he was Killer Croc You know, Tangled The TV series Ten Days in the Valley Watership Down The Fix So He is now doing well Extraordinarily well But it's just all that stuff That he had to go through Is Yeah, it's insane but the thing is, right, so, like, a film like this, it could come off as kind of cliche. It could come off as overly dramatic. But it doesn't, because the performances, the performances are incredible. You know? Like, um, so, Kate Beckinsale as the foster mum Ingrid Carpenter, she is 
so good. She is so good because she has to, um, you know, she has to put on this performance where you think there's concern, but there's not really concern. You think there's this love, but is it really love? You know, it's a very contradictory performance that her character is kind of putting off. And Beckinsale does it with a plum, you know. You've also got um Mapa Mumbafa Ra who plays Miss Dapo. And that oh my god. That is she has to show, oh my, so much emotion, like the fear, the concern, the help, you know, and even after certain things, she still has to show and be able to get across this compassion, you know, this willingness to reach out. And it's just a phenomenal performance. It's funny, Idris does not talk much in this film. Doesn't talk much. So a lot of what we see is is, is portrayed by just his facial inspre- facial um you know um impressions and his body language and and he really he convinces you by just that by just that we can understand the pain that's inside oh it's just remarkable some remarkable performances it's, it's just, it's, it's a fantastic film, it really is, it's, it's a very hard film, but it's just phenomenal, it's, 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 it's a phenomenal story, you know, like, it's kind of like a modern day American History X, but flipped around, and I, and I hope people can watch it and understand it, you know, I hope they can, you know, they realise, because yes, for, for people it's going to seem weird, why Etienne does what he does, but I hope people can understand as they're watching it, you know what I mean? Like, realize why he's kind of done what he's done, and the road he goes down. That, that I think that's the thing. You want people to be able to understand the heartbreak and the pain and the longing that would drive someone to become that. 
so yeah i you know i hope people get it because yeah it is you know and the thing is it's like this is adawali's story but this type of thing hey this isn't a one-off this is this is the thing that happens sometimes you have to become a chameleon you know sometimes you in doing that you lose yourself but it's just like what does it take to bring you back yeah but yeah look this is farming um and it's uh yeah hey go see it definitely go see it you i think you're gonna get blown away for real yeah okay people so yeah we're drawing to the end of another episode um yeah i I definitely do recommend you checking out farming it is a oh man it's a really well acted out film um it's powerful i i wouldn't call it feel good (laughs) i mean it is a hard watch but uh yeah it is i feel it is worth checking and people remember uh the final girls berlin film festival is uh yeah i feel it's over the weekend so um check that out as well um details are in the episode information but before we you know we bounce a little bit of film news um disney have just they've signed a deal with bruno mars to uh produce a uh yeah a music feel a music themed film yay <laughs> oh dear um but anyone that's fans of his music i i'm sure this is great news uh there's no real um information on what the story is or anything like that when it will be coming out but uh yeah you know i imagine probably next year you know what i mean Depending on schedules and all of that kind of a business. Uh, interesting news. Um, Julian Fellows, Gerard R. Mullen, um, and uh, Peter Jackson's Weta, you know, the workshop and the digital division, they've all they're all coming together to um, Make a new film adaptation of uh, Wind in the Willows. You know, Kenneth Graham's 1908 classic. 1908. Man, I didn't even realize it was that old. I, I, I figured it was like the 40s, 50s, you know what I mean? Something like that. But, you know, this is something that's been adapted so many times. Um, and, you know, the thing, the one version that really kind of sits in my heart is the the BBC. I think it was BBC um, adaptation from the 80s. That was great. 
you know? But, uh, you know, so filming is gonna be taking place at Jackson Stone Street Studios in New Zealand. Um, yeah, and I, I feel it's going to be um, CGA. C- uh, C- CGA? I don't even know what the fuck that is. CG for like the four main characters. And they're gonna, so it's going to be a cross between, you know, real life and CG and all of that shenanigans. Uh, Fellows has written the script. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It could be interesting, right? So we'll, we'll see what happens um, with this. Now, at, towards the end of last year, uh, Scott Dickinson parted ways with Marvel And um, so yeah Doctor Strange um, No one knew what was going to happen with that Right But we just knew that You know They were seeking someone And that there was a list Also the crazy thing is Last year Sam Ramy was talking about How he would like to During Make another film for Marvel And it sounds like that other film Is going to be Doctor Strange You know, so uh, Yeah, I, I think, you know, Rami Is He's got that approach that could work well with this Right? Um, he makes some crazy ass shit So Yeah I don't know, it'll be interesting, right? If he can uh, bring the magic that he had with that original, um, well, the first two Spider-Man films. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not going to hold the third against him. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, shooting on this is due to um, take place later this year. And the film is still scheduled to come out May next year. So, uh, yeah, I think, like, a lot of the cast, you know, the main cast is due to come back. So, Cumberbatch will be, um, you know, strange. Um, you've also got um, Chitwell Elijah He's... Um, you know, due to come back And Benedict Wong Is due to come back as well uh, Elizabeth Olsen She will be, um, you know Reprising her Scarlet Witch Wanda Maximoff character In this one uh, And I, I, I feel I think this will be Spinning out of the events Of Vision As well and I think there's a connection to the Loki TV series as well with this one. But someone who won't be coming back is Rachel McAdams. But, you know, like her character, it didn't seem like it was anything um, pivotal. Pivotal. Blah, pivotal. Pivotal. Pivot. You know, it, it wasn't a big deal So, uh, yeah But it's been confirmed she won't be coming back But, um Yeah, I mean Hey, 
and I enjoyed the first film so yeah I'm looking forward to what happens with this but people that is it uh, we'll be back next week um, not sure what we're gonna have possibly birds of prey um, yeah it all depends we'll, we'll see what's popping right but uh, enjoy your cinema going and we'll catch you then all right cool 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 peace people